Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. I am Michael. I am Eric. And I even bought you hot chocolate this morning. And you did. It has Um, a shot of coffee in it. No, it doesn't. Uh, So today's show will be unlike any other podcast we've done. Uh, There is just a a tangible heaviness that we have felt uh, this morning. Um, A little bit of inside baseball about our podcast we typically record our show um and play it live i guess is the best way of putting it um and so we recorded this podcast yesterday uh we recorded the one that was supposed to air today and um, it was good by the way it was really good it was very good and, and it'll be shown at some point um but uh while we were in the midst of actually doing our podcast we don't we don't have live news happening in this studio or anything like that so we had no idea what was happening in Texas. And so um, after we had recorded our podcast, we got news of what had happened. We decided it was really important for us to 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 address that in the podcast as opposed to addressing what we were talking about. So uh, so this podcast is kind of impromptu and uh, we're 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 going to we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have tragedy. We're going to talk about how uh, a Christian should respond to tragedies like this. Uh, and of course, we're talking about the uh, uh, senseless and just disgusting uh, evil that happened in Uvalde, Texas yesterday. Um, but we're also going to talk about uh, where why this stuff happens. I think it, we're, we're going to address that in some roundabout way, at least um, today. So... Uh, so yeah, welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. I, I know that this is uh, probably not <laughs> the the best lunch conversation, but it is what everybody's talking about. And so um, so we just want you to jump in. Uh, you can comment below and uh, in the chat feature if you're on our app or on the website. And uh, join us in the conversation. We would appreciate it. All right, we are back. We are back. And, uh, you know, after we did yesterday's recording, you know, I just really felt checked in the spirit. So, you know, I, when I texted you and said, eh, well, I don't know, what do you what do you think? Um, and things began to unfold. Um, a lot of things about yesterday are very disheartening. And uh, and so, so today we don't have a script and we don't have, like, things that are really planned. This is just... Um, kind of a, a common sense uh, approach to today and a very heartfelt approach to today. So as pastor here at Hermnaz, um, you know, we, we talk about all kinds of things. Um, we talk about how to live life, how to keep Jesus of the gospel in the gospel. And we talk even about our theme this year of being stand, uh, take a stand. And uh, uh, But, you know, there's a right way to take a stand and then there's a a calloused way to take a stand. Um, and there's also, I think, a third way. And we don't talk about this a lot, but there's a blind way to take a stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the middle of everything that comes out of our conversation today, which we like, we didn't do a pre-show, um, we'll probably touch on some of those, some of those things. Um, but I, I think today what we want to do is, as you're eating lunch, um, you know the news, you know the story, you know the tragedy. You probably know more than we know right now because we're not looking at, you know, updates uh, currently. Um, but there's some things about it that are, are disheartening, um, apart from 
you know, the tragedy for the families that were impacted, uh, you know, today's a, a new day for them. Um, and that that's tragic. Mm. Um, but there's also a, a tragedy that that takes place. And I, I know somebody's going to probably like really want to send notes and um, whatever, uh, because we're not being sensitive. We are sensitive. That's why we're doing the show uh, this way today is because we are sensitive and, and heavy hearted on this. Um, but I think one thing that really bothers that we're going to touch on a little bit is um, the verbiage out there from Christians uh, that are saying, don't pray. We need action. We don't need your prayers. And um, so I'm just saying right up front from your pastor's heart, if that's you as a Christian, you're just wrong. Um, I don't really have a compassionate way to say that. Um, you don't know your Bible. Uh, if you're reading about, uh, you know, your spiritual journey and, and prayer, uh, we pray about everything. Uh, pray unceasing. Uh, take everything to the Lord's feet. Uh, pray against the evil. Uh, pray against the spiritual warfare. Pray against the dangers. Um, we know that days will become more and more evil. And, and uh, we're told all through Scripture, pray, 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 pray about everything. Um, so I think one thing that's really been, for me anyway, disheartening is to hear Christians go, uh, stop praying. We don't need that. Um, and to hear our, from our government leaders, um, you know, uh, saying the, kind of the same thing. But then the other thing is misusing scripture. Um, you know, we just came through pandemic and, uh, you know, on the tail ends of that. And we talked all during pandemic about, uh, using Scripture appropriately and keeping Scripture in context. And last night and this morning, it just breaks my heart to hear even church leaders uh, taking Scripture out of context. Um, to try and fit into a narrative about this particular incident. Yes. And, and ones like it. And, you know, there's 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 lots of blood that was shed in, in Scripture. Um, but when you keep it in context, it, it's not this situation. And uh, there is no guilt um, from, you know, the scriptural context. Um, and and we'll, we'll touch on that here in a little bit. So um, I guess I just wanted you to hear from, from our hearts today that even though we are um, unscripted today and you might be in lunch and you might be, uh, you know, watching this maybe at another time, uh, this may not be a topic you want to hear about because you just don't. You've heard it all in the news great but today's a maybe somewhat of a christian response we can't get really deep into because we don't have the time to get really deep into it so we're going to keep it kind of on this level but let me just just say christian evaluate your heart don't jump on a bias bandwagon um don't make it a political statement keep it spiritual um keep it before jesus that's where we need to keep it so take it away yeah so uh just to back up a, a bit we'll 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 sit on that situation or the 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 topic that you brought up and that is how we treat prayer um in situations like this because this is not new this is not just happening with the uvalde mass shooting this has happened with several past mass shootings where media particularly and politicians will say things like we don't need your prayer we need action and this is something that as pastors but just as men of god it really is frustrating every time i hear that uh because again Prayer is powerful and effective. That's what that's what Scripture says. Um, God calls us to have a relationship with Him and to talk to Him. And prayer is not just about asking God to do something. Um, sometimes it's just crying out because we don't know, we don't have the words 
to say and we need comfort and we need uh and and we need that that peace that only god can bring and that comes through prayer a prayerful life a, a life that is has its knee bent to the lord um, and so I echo what, what you said, Eric, if you're a Christian today and you're, you're of that opinion that we don't need any more prayer, you're just simply flat out wrong. And that you need to, you need to, you need to check your heart, um, as a Christian, that is the wrong, wrong, wrong approach for us to take in these sorts of situations. And we need to push back regardless of the pol- the political solutions that may or may not be out there for these sorts of things. Um, Cause we're not going to get into the politics stuff. We're not going to get into gun control versus no gun control. That's not the point of today's podcast. Um, but we should all agree as Christians, prayer is number one. That is the first thing. And it is action. Prayer is action. You, you, you are, you are doing one of the, if not the most important thing, one of the most important things you can do as a Christian is pray is bring it to God's feet. Um, yep. That's what the scripture teaches over and over and over again from old Testament to new Testament. That is the reality. And if you're not a believer today and you, you do believe the prayers don't matter. Well, that makes sense. Cause you don't, you don't buy into the sovereignty and the the power of, of God. I, I get that. That's fine. I'm not going to fault you for that. Right. Um, but if you're a Christian, I do, I do have to hold you accountable to that and say, this is something you need to check in your, in your spiritual life, in your, in your walk with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus. Uh, if for no other reason, then it's a bad witness to non-believers. Um, it's, it's a bad witness. Um, the, the second part of that though, is the, the implied accusation, um, in that, that those who are praying are not doing anything. Right. And I think that is almost as dangerous as the implication that it, prayer doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. We as Christians, you know, we talked, our podcast was about, that was supposed to happen today was about uh, moving oh, fence posts. Don't give them that. Well, we'll tell them it's about moving fence posts, but um, th- it's just ironic. This is one of those moving the fence posts type yep. of conversations is that we, we, we have this, this stand that we're not going to be judgmental. Um, and that is an implied judgmental statement when you're assuming that somebody who all they can think to do is pray is not doing something. You're making a judgment about their heart and man, that's a detrimental thing to be doing as a Christian because the scriptures all talk. I mean, the scripture talks about our battle is a spiritual battle. It's not, it's not a battle this way that we see, the evil in our world today. This is a consequence of the evil. Um, this is a consequence of broken families. This is a consequence of, of going through and, and having um, moved our, our belief systems to fit narratives that are not godly and that are not holy and that are not scriptural, that are not based on the Word of God. Um, so let's keep that in context, church. Um, what we are living through today and what these families are living through um, it, it's, it's not, it's not about a, a control uh, of guns. It's not a, uh, you know, an ammunition thing. It's not a political thing. It really is a, it is evil. It starts in the heart. Um, you know, we briefly just talked Cain and Abel this morning in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go back to, go back to Cain and Abel. I mean, we are human and we are evil. Uh, we are born into sin. We're, we're born with the bent toward uh, doing wrong. And, and, and so, yes, Michael, for us to say that, Hey, if you're praying, you're not, you're not doing anything. But I think there's another thing too, that takes place today is, you know what, Christian, if you're praying, 
um, that you are taking sides. Um, you're taking sides for no gun control or you're taking sides for gun control. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, with us going before our Savior and before our Lord and saying, help us. Um, mm-hmm. Help us. Give us wisdom and give us direction. And um, um, if all I do is pray for the families right now that that are, are just gravely impacted by this, um, that's not bad. But yet there's churches in that community that need us to be praying for them their pastors, their boards, their leadership teams, um, their uh, their families um, that are in that area that that need us to support them in prayer, so that they have the wisdom to go around these families that are so hurting right now. Um, so, I guess my question that I'm asking Christians starting today is: Have you prayed for the area churches there in Texas? Mm-hmm. Have you prayed for the leadership for those churches? Um, because we're not in this alone. We have brothers and sisters to do that. Well, and God can God can use those church families, those bodies of Christ, um, to do amazing kingdom work. Um, because I know people don't ever want to hear this in the midst of tragedy, and I mean I get it. Um, but everything works out for the good of those who believe, and so God will work good out of this um, for those who trust and believe in Him. Um, it may not be apparent for a while. It may take a long time before you see the good come out of it. But God, God does work all things for for good. So um, God can use those church families, those church homes that surround in that community uh, to do some amazing kingdom work, to bring His peace, to bring mm-hmm. His understanding, to bring His His uh, compassion uh, to the the families that were not only affected with fatalities, but we don't know how many people were shot that you know may have injuries that last for the rest of their their lives. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. there's things like that. So, um, well, and praying for the school administration, yeah. praying for the teachers, that the that, police, the that, firefighters that are Christians, yeah, that get it, that know where the where the war really is and where the battle really is. I mean, praying for them to, as we've been talking in our church, have the boldness to stand in love and stand. As a as a voice of compassion, and to be able to go and and say, you know, it's not about uh, my 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 political viewpoints. It really is about can I just be Jesus to you? Can I can I just do that? Can I just pray for you? I have learned through my years that when you go to somebody in a crisis moment and ask them, can I pray for you? The prayer request is legit. It mm-hmm. is from from a from a non Christian, it's legit. From a Christian, it's legit. Um, it may come across as anger, may come across as bitterness, it may come across as confusion, but it's legit. Mm-hmm. And you know how to pray, but you got to ask, and then you got to do it. And I never like to have people say, "Hey, I'm praying for you," and then they don't do it. Right, right. So, so maybe some of the comments that we're reading and seeing are people, you know, that are just tired of that, just tired of like Christian. We're done with you praying, um, because we know you don't do it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you hear that, but I hear that as a pastor sometimes. It's either that or they don't believe that it's actually doing anything because right. they see they see these things happening over and over again. But um, we'll we'll get into that when we talk more about where this this stuff comes from ultimately, because there is an answer. You know, everybody asks why why good things happen to bad people and good things happen to bad people and so on and so forth. Um, 
there's actually an answer in scripture for that. Um, that there, there is an answer. It's just not one we like to hear. Right. Um, but, but again, just to, just to pause for a second, I, I think it's important to remember that this is not some, uh, this is not just some situation that happened in some far off place. Um, this is, this is a, a situation that has impacted 19 children's families. And I know as a dad of an elementary age kid, um, how could you not have, how could you not have pain in your heart when you see that 19 elementary age kids were shot in cold blood and murdered? Like, Mm -hmm. of course, like, to 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 assume that anybody who may or may not disagree with you on a political issue doesn't care and doesn't it doesn't matter to them i can tell you as somebody who may or may not disagree with you on pol- the political side of this uh, this discussion it affects me deeply and greatly um as a dad i look at that and i i can't imagine the pain and the horror that that would inflict on those families uh we have a church that is uh, has very a very large amount, more than any other church I've ever been a part of, of educators and people involved in our school district here mm-hmm. in Hermiston and our local community. Um, it affects them deeply. This is this is this is a serious thing. Um, as as a church where we have had not far from our building um, shootings that have taken place. Now not mass shootings like this, but um, it, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to think what would happen. Um, and so I just want I want to remind you, no matter where you are on the political aisle question, there is a lot of heart in this in this situation and in every previous one from Buffalo to uh, to Sandy Hook several, several years ago. I don't even know how many years it's been now since Sandy Hook, but um, it affects all of us deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke up with tears in my eyes this morning thinking about it. I mean, it's it's it is legitimately something that bothers me. Um, and, you know, I think what Eric, what bothers me the most is that there is really no control over this from 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 us like we no matter what you think the politicians can or cannot do we ultimately have zero control yep yep it's out of out of our control and you know i talked with um you know several of our our administration in our own school district already this morning um and uh basically i just gone to say hey i'm praying for you is there something special i can pray for and uh, and every one of them have come back and have said, thank you. That means so much. And they're not all Christians, but it, it's uh, it's thank you. And uh, that means so much. And and then they. I think every one of them echoed, at least said that, man, we love our kids deeply. And um, and a couple of the teachers I talked with this morning, um, you know, the same thing is I mean, that this is this is a hard day um, because there is a passion. There is a love for our kids and we can't control what happens. Um, well, and we love our teachers and administrators we, we too, do. And who are affected by these things legitimately. I mean, they're right. adults killed in this so massacre. You know, it's Texas seems like a long ways away, but it is affecting us in our in our community. Um, so, yeah, well, and be I, mindful of that. And I will also add, just on a personal level, um, this is me, I guess, being maybe too vulnerable. But my older sister and her husband live in Houston, Texas, which was a distance away from where this took place. But my aunt and my uncle who are, um, retired school administrators, principals, um, 
both of them live in San Antonio, Texas, which was not far from where this took place, uh, or actually New, New Braunfels, Texas. So, um, so this 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 is close enough to my family that it it's it's deeply affecting people in my own family that are closer to the situation than we are physically in location. Um, and you may have family, you know, if you're listening to this, you may have family who lives in Texas, not far from where this took place. Um, so Eric, we, we kind of preface this. Um, we've talked about prayer as being part of the response. Is there anything else that you would add to how a Christian should respond to a situation like this? Yeah, I think I think Christians we need to take a stand and reach out to those around us that um, that are hurting or that we think let me say it that way that we think might be hurting, like texting our teachers uh, today, um, texting our school administration, not not forcing a religion on them, but compassion, the compassion of prayer, and uh, and let God God work in that. I think that's one thing that we can we can do um you know the other thing is is that i I hear i've heard a lot in the last you know 18 hours on on people say i just can't believe that our schools are not safe at this point you know why are there not security because you can walk you can still walk into a lot of schools uh and there's no safety at the doors and stuff you know it it, be careful christian it's not about that um it's about recognizing the the evil that this really is and when we see evil rear its head it, it hurts and it, it's ugly. And, um, so, so call it what it is. Um, it's, it's pure, it's pure evil. Um, other thing that I think we read is, uh, the mental health side. Mm. Um, you know, maybe there was some mental health in this, uh, 18 year old that did, did the shooting, you know, maybe there was a hard upbringing or I mean, we don't, we don't know. Um, but let's not jump Christian on the, the mental health thing i mean everybody wants to to say a lot of people anyway want to say that it's it's mental health um maybe it is but still it's it's pure evil and i'm not saying don't have compassion on the mental uh health issues of our of our day but um let's not just throw that on on the wagon uh mm-hmm. for that and the other thing is is uh uh be careful um there's so much talk about our southern border uh there's so much talk about title 42 and um, lifting that. So whatever side of the, the aisle you are on, on that, Christian, listen, um, it's not about Title 42. It's not about our southern border. It's about us doing battle with the spiritual side of, of evil. Now, I gave you a short little list there, mm-hmm. and there are things as Christians we do need to take a stand for on each of those, but that's not this podcast. Um, and, 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 and I think right now, all of us, no matter what side of the political spectrum you may find yourself on, you need to take a moment and breathe because what we've already seen, um, even in my own feed on Facebook this morning, I'm seeing people responding in ways that are just not healthy, um, ways that are detrimental to their walk and their witness. I mean, we've I'm not going to call the the group out, but there is a group that is tangentially connected to our denomination that put out a post today that was just ugly, uh, just very ugly, using scripture to say that people who don't agree with their particular political solution for mass shootings has blood on their hands, the the blood of children on their hands. That is just ugly, ugly, ugly talk. Yeah. And 
we as Christians need to call that kind of stuff out. This is not the time to have the political discussion. There will be time for that. And look, it's been a political discussion for a long time. It's not new. Uh, this this political discussion has been happening for a very, very long time about gun control, yes or no, and how what limits and all those things. Which we need all of those things. We, we can have those we, conversations. But we need those. Today controls. is not the time. So we're not saying we don't need gun control. We're not saying that. Um, well, I mean, I'm not saying one or the other. I think there's a time for that discussion. Okay, I, I'm saying that. I mean, I think there needs to be um, some control, and I think we have that. Um, so, but the time is is not now for that conversation. Right. I just want to be clear as, that what, as you're, what you're saying. I want people to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important that we take a step back. That number one, we allow time for lament and mourning and sorrow. That's okay. Uh, Ecclesiastes talks about there's a season for everything, right? So there's a season to just just stop and and be okay with this should be upsetting this should yeah. you you talked about how uh, when evil rears its ugly head um you said something like it's 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 hard it's it, it, the word in my head is jarring it's when we see this kind of evil rear its ugly head it's ugly um it's jarring uh, when we look at what hap- what's happened in Ukraine and the just atrocities that have taken place on both sides actually mm-hmm. um it's jarring. So evil is jarring. It should be. If you're a believer, for sure, this should rock you to the core because it's not how we're supposed to, This is not how we were created. Right. We were not created for this stuff. Um, this is not what God intends for our world. Um, now, the question, Eric, is, is being asked and will probably continue to be asked, why does God allow this sort of tragedy? I mean, these are 19 innocent kids, right? 20, uh, 21 total people that were killed as of now, uh, as of last count. Um, why does God allow this to happen? Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a post floating around that, uh, yeah, and I'm going to get it wrong, but the sentiment is that our kids are laying down their, uh, our kids are sacrificing their lives so that, you know, we have the love of guns or something like that. And, uh, and can I just say that, because those are Christians that are posting that, um, you don't have a correct perspective or answer of what sacrifice even means. Um, sacrifice is willing, uh, and there's nothing willing in this. Um, our kids are not willing to to die for this. Um, nor should they be. Nor should they be. So let's, if we're going to make posts, let's get it right, church, um, and, uh, and and stop the warm fuzzy that you get off of, uh, you know, making those those kinds of things just to, appear you know however you want to appear i guess to culture but um so so why does <laughs> seriously we're frozen that's hilarious so you're probably looking at a still picture right now um well i'll work on it you keep talking okay so so you know god god allows things go. to to happen for the good uh allows things to happen that we can bear it's all for his. He's got the big picture. Yeah. You know, he's got the he's got the, the macro picture. You know, we get this little snippet of life of, you know, 70, 80, 90 years that we get to live. Um, but there's no easy answer to why, you know, things happen except for, you know, I've got I've got the promise of Scripture that says nothing evil is going to overcome me. I mean, gates of hell are not going to prevail no matter how evil things look. But I got to keep my head and my my nose and my heart focused on Jesus um that's where I that's where I need to be. Um because there's no easy answer for this. There's there's no easy answer to say, well, you know, 
God, you, if you're loving God, why did you, you know, allow this to happen? Well, there's, there's a reason somewhere in there uh, for God to do that. Well, and, and I think it's important to point out God doesn't do any of this stuff. Like God, God did not kill those 21 people. Well, he says in Um, scripture that he doesn't, he doesn't do that. It was, it was an evil person doing an evil thing. Um, And yes, it was disgusting. And again, uh, I think it's important to point out that we can go all the way back to Cain and Abel the first kids, right? The first, the first birthed people in in the world, um, Cain and Abel. They they discovered how to murder, mm-hmm. just by having the knowledge of good and evil. They knew how to murder somebody, mm-hmm. uh, or at least Cain knew how to murder Abel. And so this has been a problem for human humanity for a long time. Murder and and malice and evil has existed for a very long time in our world. And that's it's a sad it's a sad truth. And I know that this doesn't this doesn't satisfy uh, all of us. But the answer is it's sin. This comes down to the three letter word of sin. The reason this stuff happens is because of sin, because of brokenness. Um, God allows us to have the choice to choose him or reject him because we can't truly love him if we don't. And so I think ultimately what, what our goal for this podcast is, if you've stuck with us this whole way, we just, we really thank you and appreciate you. Um, this will be a shorter podcast than tip than typical, but, um, I, I think it's more than appropriate to, to say, this is an opportunity for you. If you're not a believer and you're watching our podcast, listening to our podcast, um, this is an opportunity for you to encounter the the living savior. Um, the only answer to these sorts of things is Jesus um, being in your life, uh, his Holy spirit growing inside of you and, and, and helping you to, to think through and to process tragedies just like what happened yesterday. Um, I know that I don't have all the answers. Eric doesn't have all the answers. Um, and to be quite honest, again, this may not be satisfying. We're not going to get all the answers. And that's okay. But I know that my Savior has all the answers. My Savior knows what's going on. My Savior has this in his hand. You know, like the old kid's song. (laughs) He's got the whole world in his hand. Um, God's got this. He he is bigger than all of this. I mean, Jesus overcame death itself. Yeah, and I I don't want to miss the moment, um, you know, of this for my own heart. Um, Because even as pastors, I mean, this tugs on our heart. it just like it tugs on everybody's heart, but but we can miss the moment here. You know, we can miss the moment by looking at anger and frustration and bitterness and confusion and rules and new regulations. We can get distracted by all of that, even even us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss the moment that God has me in for this this moment, and it doesn't feel good. Um, so if you want to know how to pray for your pastor, um. I think I think my prayer request for you is pray for me to call um, some bold stands um, out of the church and for our church people. Stop playing the stop playing the cultural game and look at the spiritual warfare that's there. And and uh, and I I want to I want to hold us and myself accountable to to doing that with every tweet, every text, every every keystroke. Um, it's got to be about prayer. It's got to be about Jesus and um, um, set your anger for our culture aside uh, because you're going to miss the moment God has for you. Well, we, uh, we appreciate you again, taking the time to uh, listen or watch our podcast today. Um, 
like we said, it was not, uh, it was not, this was not the intention of today's podcast, um, initially, but, uh, you know, obviously we, we, we've said it multiple times. This is not a podcast for current events. Like that's not, that's not what we do. Um, but this tragedy was just too important to just not talk about it. And so, uh, this won't happen many times, uh, you know, you won't see this very often uh, where we have these sorts of podcast conversations, but um, we hope that you've engaged in the chat and uh, whether you're on Facebook or on our app, um, if you haven't, if you're watching this afterwards, again, still engage. We we try to message back when we see comments roll in um, throughout the week and whatnot. Um, but uh, but we hope that this has been helpful to for you, particularly as Christians, to to know how to. Uh, how to handle this sort of situation and how to respond in a, in a, in the best way possible. I mean, it's hard. And, uh, uh, we, we love you guys. We appreciate your time and, uh, we will see you next week. And I would imagine because it's been so heavy this week, we'll probably go much more on the lighter side next week. I don't know if we'll be this deep next week. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to need a break from heavy. Maybe so. So, so church, we love you. I love you. Um, I love our community. I love, uh, I love what, what you do. I love who you are. I love what you stand for. And, uh, Jesus is bigger than this. So chase him, chase him fast, chase him hard and make it all about him. So amen. We'll see you next time.